You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Today, I am very pleased, especially now that my microphone is working, to be sitting down with UMB's Javon Masters. Javon is in his fourth year with the team, and he has already firmly etched his name into the history books. He has led the country in scoring three times, a two-time AUS MVP, and was the AUS and CIS Rookie of the Year back when CIS was still uh, CIS and not U Sports. He is the second all-time leading scorer in conference play, and he is what we call the master of the free throw line, has hit more free throws than anyone else in the AUS ever. And we'll put just put this in there. You just did that in your four years, not five. So, um, Javon, thanks for joining me. Of course, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I remember my uh, actual my first game seeing you play. Yep. Hadn't heard about you before. And it was against UPEI. I came in and you scored 44 points, yep. 20 free throws. So uh, hit 20 free throws, 20 to 26. Do you still remember that game pretty clearly? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's funny because Coach Baker, prior to the game, um, he was just like, yeah, I'll br- I'm gonna, I want to bring you off the bench just for matchup purposes. I was just like, all right, that's cool, whatever. Like, I'm going to do whatever it is for the team, right? So, like, as soon as I got into the game, I got myself into a pretty good rhythm. And um, I just realized that the uh, refs were calling the game pretty tight. So, pretty much any time I was sacking the basket, they were calling fouls or all that other stuff. So, during the course of the game, when the game got more physical, I'd take advantage of that. And I was able to get to the free throw line 26 times. But just the electricity in the Curry Center and the fact that we were actually down that game came back and that was our home opener and up winning that game uh was huge huge for us and we ended up starting 3-0 on our way to being ranked for like for the first time in school history after the uh, Christmas break so it was really special and that was the first time most of these fans actually saw you play what do you yeah. think of that I mean I felt like I left a very good first impression <laughs> but um no nah, I mean from that first year onwards it's been a very fun been a very fun ride being here in Fredericton, playing in the Curry Center, playing in front of all these great fans. And um, I'm hopefully playing one more year. I probably will be playing one more year. And then I can share that experience with the fans here for one last time when I'm here. But right now I'm still focusing on what we can accomplish this year, which I feel like we can get an AUS title for the first time since 1967. So pretty much 50 years. And uh, as we mentioned, you scored quite a bit in your first game. And you led the country in scoring in your rookie year. Yeah. How were you able to get it going so quickly? I mean, it was just um, the faith that Coach Baker and the coaching staff had in me. Uh, we just ran a style of offense that suited me, suited all the guys that was there, and we, it was a, we were able to get off to a very good start in the end of the year to start the to get off to a good start to start the year, and then um, uh, like with injuries and stuff like that in the later part, we set like went down, got back to earth a little bit, but um, I mean, we played a pretty good playoff round. We lost at St. Effects by one at the Metro Center, and that was a very disheartening loss. Um, just made us all come back hungrier the following year, and we did pretty well then as well. So, I mean, that, during that first year, I mean, it was a lot of um, sacrifices that were made, a lot of um, adjustments we made as well, and coaching staff put me in position to succeed my teammates as well, being there for me both on and off the court. So, it was a very, very good collective um, team that we had during my first year there it was like pretty incredible to lead the country in scoring did you did you expect that I didn't really expect it but I knew I was gonna be able to make an impact (laughs) um but um I do I knew coming out of high school I had a 
chip on my shoulder. There was a lot of recruiting services that said, like, oh, he's an average point guard. Like, you wouldn't play at the next level. Like, you wouldn't be an impact player at the next level. So going into that summer, like, knowing I was going to UMB, I knew I had to push myself and get myself stronger, faster, mentally stronger and quicker. And I took it upon myself to be like, all right, like, I'm going to show you guys. And then as soon as the, the buzz was there and stuff like that, people started to take notice. And then they're just like, oh, wow, he, I never knew he was going to be a player like that. So I just use all that stuff as motivation each and every day that we come to practice and all that stuff is just like you guys said I couldn't do that and now I look who I've become in mm -hmm. a sense really so people were passing you up what was what was that like I mean you can't really get too hard on yourself mm -hmm. you know it's all like the CIS now you sport like recruiting and stuff like that it's all business um, they're trying to better their team so like at the time they see you they know they might not think that you're the fit for their team or for their school right so I mean you can't really take that to heart you can only just use it as motivation you can only just work harder work harder than the next guy that they're going after outplay him and stuff like that so you just got to really use it as motivation you can't really get down on yourself you just kind of go in with a mentality saying like I'm going to prove you wrong in a sense and then how did UMB come into the picture uh it's funny um I love telling this story though because it's 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 one of those stories that you're just like what so actually I was coming out of high school and I was actually going to go to Cape Breton University and I um, was talking to Coach Skin and I was actually like firm believe that I was actually going to go to that school like and then I called Coach Skin we didn't really keep that much in contact and I told him I was like yeah I really want to come to your school so he texted me or whatever and he's just like yeah we recruited two guys over your position so like you could still come but there's no guaranteed scholarship money over so I'm like all right cool like I'm gonna you guys are out of the picture. So then my trainer at the time, Kyle Julius, um, he got me co in contact with Coach Baker. And um, it's been a happy fit ever since. Came on my visit in April, committed a week later before not, uh, before my provincials in, um, back in Ontario, back in Kitchener there, where I'm from actually. And um, it was fun. It was a great, it was a great uh, provincials that we had. But then I was looking forward to going to UMB and starting my journey here as an 18-year-old. So after your first year, obviously pretty incredible, leading the country in scoring, as we mentioned a few times now. Yeah, a few times. <laughs> but um, was there any like people saying, "Hey, maybe you could go somewhere else"? Like, like thoughts of going anywhere else? A little bit. I mean, I keep my circle pretty small when it comes to that aspect. Like, I have my family, of course, and then I have like only a couple close friends that I really talk to in those situations, and they're all saying like. Of course, they want you to see you do better for yourself, but at the same time, like, they don't know where you could take yourself. So, like, I never really brought that situation up with my parents. They knew I was happy. They knew I had a very good first year. They knew I, I could continue this going forward, and um, it was just a perfect fit for me. I wouldn't change it for the world. I would not change my four years, including this year. I would not change it, period. Like, it's been a great um, just knowing where I was when I was 18 and seeing myself now. I'm a 22-year-old. It's um, there's, learn there's lessons, obviously, that you learn in each situation that you get into. But um, as of right now, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm happy with my decision by far. Did you ever think about playing in the States? I know that's what a lot of um, most of the top caliber players, they, when they uh, make the decisions, a lot of it thinks either Division One or Division Two. they look at that. Was that ever um, something you considered? Well, at the beginning, like when I was there, yeah, I was thinking about it. But then um, I, they were, like, I wasn't getting, I was getting recruited, but um, I wasn't like getting any really offers. There was interest, mm -hmm. but then um, like people were all, like saying, "Oh, you can go to junior college." On I didn't really want to spend two years 
in junior college and then only have two years of eligibility to play NCAA basketball. So I was just like, you know what, let me play CIS. And like for me, I feel like the CIS is growing. Um, you can develop your game like you have five years of eligibility. You can really develop, and especially if you have a very good culture and a good coaching staff that wants to work with you and see you get better, that can really help you. So I feel like that was a very good step for me. I talked with my parents as well, and like we keep ourselves grounded. We keep doing the little things that got me to where I am right now. So. I would, if I was suggesting anyone, if you can't really get a Division One scholarship, because like obviously the top caliber players will, but if you can't go on, I would suggest you really look at the CIS, aka U Sport. I'm never gonna call it U Sport though. <laughs> I'm calling. I'll always call it CIS. Fair enough. I went to a, a high school that was a Devon Park Christian School, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then recently they changed it to Fredericton Christian Academy. But I still always call it, call it DPCS. I can't can't help it. Yeah. Um. And you've said in the past that. Playing in Canada, that's something you're you're pretty proud of. Tell me about that. Oh, definitely. I mean, coming being a Canadian, obviously, you want to see the game grow in your country, and um, just having leagues like the NBL Canada um, and stuff like that is really a big testament to how big the game of basketball is being in being in Canada, obviously, but as well worldwide. Um, you also as well have influence of obviously the NBA, Euro League, and stuff like that. But seeing the game, seeing more kids younger playing basketball, like don't get me wrong, like hockey's obviously going to be a big staple in our country here. But um, seeing a lot of kids going back home and seeing a bunch of kids playing basketball in the gyms and stuff like that is really helpful. And being, especially being for me. Being from my city and seeing all those younger kids looking up to me, like looking up to me, looking up to Jamal Murray and stuff like that, it's really, um, it's really a joy to see, in a sense. Do you do you hear much from uh, your fans back home? I do. There's a lot. Uh, like a bunch of my friends will uh, text me and stuff like that, or Snapchat me saying like, "Keep it up," like this, blah blah blah. And then whenever I go home, it's just all love. It's just all love. Like I haven't seen. I don't see. Like I don't see my best friends for like a couple months. So like they're doing their thing, but they they know that I always support them. They always support me, and um, just I can't like being home is just you get a chance to uh, you get a chance to just unwind and just they see you just for who you are like some people might just see like oh you're just a strict basketball player especially that you're such a good basketball player and stuff like that but like when I go home they don't they know I'm a good basketball player but at the same time they just treat me like a regular 22 year old you know yeah, well, I don't know because I'm not as good of a basketball <laughs> player, but <laughs> I will I will trust you. Um, we've talked a bit about some of your accomplishments. What's it like to hear that yourself and hear that you, your name is in the history books already? It's, it's actually a surreal feeling. Like, I don't really think about it when I'm in season because, like, you're more th- – focused on the team goal you're more focused on like playoffs and the AUS title but like like just like you said when it comes to my like individual accomplishments sometimes I'll go home and I'll just sit down and like I'll look at like a bunch of the plaques I have and stuff I'm just like wow like I never would imagine myself at 18 years old when I was an 18 year old being as successful I am now but at the same time it's just like I knew I had the potential to do it and I just was thankfully found in the right, right spot, playing in the proper system with a great coach, great coaching staff, great teammates. So, I mean, it's all, all things, like, I mean, just, there's nothing more I can say. It's just, <laughs> it's just happy. I'm in a happy spot. Was there any um, role models that kind of helped you get here? Uh, definitely my dad, of course, first and foremost. Uh, he introduced me to the game, obviously. Um, he put in Tyler's hours. For me, uh, being in the gym, uh, getting myself to practice, supporting me financially, just 
being there for me, critiquing my games. So obviously, like for, first and foremost, for sure, my dad. Um, obviously, my coaches in high school, my rep coaches and stuff, they've been a big influence on me. Just knowing how to carry yourself both on the court and off the court, just knowing how to conduct yourself like with media and like in your interaction with fans, how you approach the game and stuff like that. Because basketball is also obviously physical, but it's as well a mental game too. So just in those aspects, they've really helped me so far. And this year you've made a, a bit of a change. You went um, from being shooting guard to point guard. Mm-hmm. How has that been going so far, do you feel? It's funny because everyone sees you like, yeah, Javon, you're a shooting guard as well. But I mean, I used to, I was playing high school, I was in high school, I was playing point guard. So it's not, it's not a difficult change for me. Like if I wanted to play professionally, I'd have to play point guard anyways. So it's not really a big change for me. I can adapt to the role. I think I've adapted to the role thus far. And um, no, it's just what the team needed. We didn't really have a definite point guard since Matt Daly left for graduation. So, I mean, I, I was accepting of the role, and I've done my part like to sacrifice and stuff like that, like my numbers to help with the team. And we've done so thus far. We're 13 and 6. We got a second, we got a buy. So, I mean, I can't be any more happier than that, really. And I, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I know for a time you were at least uh, leading the conference in assists. Yeah, uh, yeah, total assist. I was leading it, and then I hurt my ankle. I was out for a couple games, so that really helped, like hindered it. But averages wise, I think I'm still number one. But I mean, it's whatever. I'm just trying to get my teammates involved, just get them in positions to succeed and stuff like that, and help our team win. Really, was that tough to tough to get used to? Because going from mainly focusing on scoring, of course, making the plays when you need to, but um, then to kind of focus more on distributing and, and getting guys the ball when they need it? Yeah, it took me actually, I'm not even going to lie, it took me a couple of games to like try and figure out like a rhythm of how to do with this. It was just like, all right, certain times I can attack, but there's other times I'm like, all right, I have to take it, give the certain guy a ball. Like you have to evaluate the possession each. Like what did we do this past possession? Like who scored this possession, this blah, blah, blah. So there's a whole bunch of factors that you have to take into consideration like last year it was just me more my two couple of years was just me scoring it was just doing whatever it needs to, to help win but um this year it's more rebounding the ball getting guys involved and be able to score being an extension of the coach on the floor as well just be more of a leader and I think I've accepted that role a bit yeah, I think so. I mean, whenever I'm doing the uh, commentating, I gotta always be on triple double watch a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Um, let's go back a bit. Tell me about when you first started playing basketball. It was wow. Put me on the lot here. <laughs> um, I feel like it was like when I was two. I remember my dad telling me like my my uh, my grandma had like a, one of those Fisher Price nets with the ball. And I sh- like I grabbed it and I just shot it and it went in first shot ever <laughs> shooting a basketball and went in and then um, I didn't start playing rep basketball which is like the highest like set of basketball you can play in Ontario at age seven so then I'd be from age seven all the way till I was eighteen when I graduated high school and then I've been playing so far so there's a lot of a lot of dedication hard work and sacrifice that's gone into it and obviously there's love for the game of course I'm going to p- keep playing it all the way through right so it's been good it's been good was there a point where you were like yeah this is this is my thing i'm i'm gonna commit a lot to this yeah it was actually my grade 10 year my grade 10 year when i was in high school um i used to play soccer as well i was pretty i was a pretty good soccer player and um my coach my soccer coach because we won on we won our league the previous year we went like undefeated and my soccer coach was just like javon are you coming to play soccer this year 
And I was just like, nah, <laughs> nah, I'm probably going to focus on basketball. So ever since grade 10, I've just really been focusing on basketball. And I did a little bit of track and field, but mostly my focus was on basketball. I was like a very gifted athlete, mm-hmm. so I could just not really train for certain stuff and still be good at it. But like basketball, I, ha- I wanted to be the best at it. So mostly I was focusing on basketball. Fair enough. I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you ever go uh, pick up a soccer ball around here? Yeah, sometimes it's funny because we play, some of me and the boys, we, we dream about playing soccer, and we sometimes play, like, FIFA on PS4 and stuff. So, like, and sometimes, like, when we're goofing off and stuff, we'll, like, just do our soccer dribbling and stuff like that. It's kind of good, but at the same time, it's pretty awful. <laughs> but, I mean, it's whatever. Do you have a, a top three basketball games of all time that you've played in? Um, uh, All right, let's see. Let's go to the archives here. All right. Um, probably my third would be my high school championship game, uh, Forest Heights, when I went to school versus uh, Sir Johnny McDonald in Kitchener. Uh, we were undefeated that year. We went, we were 14 and 0 when I actually turned my ankle on like the fourth possession of the game coming off a double screen. I remember vividly coming off a double screen. My one of my, my best friend was guarding me at the time and I landed on his ankle and I was out for a bit and, um, I came back and I dropped, I had 23 and I had a dunk in the third quarter. I remember it and we ended up winning. That was like the first time in like six years that we won it. So there was that. Number two, uh, damn. <laughs> There's just been so many unreal games that you're a part of when you're coming up. Number two would probably be my provincial, oh, provincial round robin game against, um, and, uh, another team from our city, uh, We were, they were ranked number two in the province. We were ranked number three. And um, Provincials were in Kitchener. So, like, a, we played a bunch of those guys from, like, high school and stuff like that. So there was, like, over a 1,000 people at the game. It was held at um, Wilfrid Laurier University, actually. And um, we were down by as much as, like, 19. And I ended up hitting a one, uh, what is it, like, off the catch. I got fouled, and I launched it from half court, and it went in. And uh, the, the crowd place went nuts. We ended up coming back, and we won that game by three. And probably the number one game I've been a part of was that UPI game my first year. Uh, coming out, coming off the bench, we're in 44. Just the electricity and the building was insane. Like, the energy, like, I think there was, like, over a 1,000 people at the game. And we ended up pulling that game out. Honorable mention would be... Um, um, when we played St. Mary's that um, last game before the Christmas break, my first year, we um, that would have been the first year because St. Mary's was ranked, I think, number seven in the country at the time. And if we won that game, we would have been ranked nationally for the first time, I think, in school history. And in front of, like, 1,500, 1,600 people, we ended up beating them by six here. And I think I had, thir- I had 30 that game. Dan Q, had a, he had a huge shot on the baseline there to put us back up by five. We were up by, like, 16, and then Smew made, like, a huge comeback. And I ended up cramping up. I ended up getting cramps in that game on my left calf. So I couldn't really – it was difficult to guard. Like, one of my good buddies was on that team, Boyd Vassell, from Kitchener as well. And, um, no, that was an unreal game. Like 1,600 people just screaming. Standing, we got a standing ovation after that game. So it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Those are probably the top three or four games I've ever been a part of thus far. This might be a little uh, a less fun, but is there a least favorite game of all time? 
anytime we lose at the Metro Center, <laughs> every time we've lost at the Metro Center, um, Santa Fex, that was that was a big one. We lost by one. Um, Ryan Smith had a free throw to tie the game and put sent it to overtime. It rimmed out. Um, my second year, we lost to Dalhousie when we were the number one seed. Um, Credit to them, though. They played unreal defense in the second half, limiting us and stuff like that. We just They made some plays down the stretch that really catapulted them to that win. And then last year, playing against St. Mary's, um, that was a difficult game. They were just on fire. They usually play very well in that place, too. So it was just difficult. Um, they were just seemed shots. They were just firing up or just going in. And sometimes that's just the game of basketball. It's a, it's a make or miss game. Like, sometimes you'll be on, sometimes you'll be off. But... I mean, that's why you love to play it because any bounce could go your way, any bounce could go their other way. You just got to try and make plays to help hopefully get the ball swinging in your favor. So once again, hopefully this year um, we, have the we have the depth, we have the talent to do it. Um, hopefully we're looking for a different result. Hopefully we can make the AOS final and um, get, bring the banner back here. That's next weekend. Um, what's it going to take? What's it going to take to, instead of having one of your least favorite games, uh, making it one of your favorites? Uh, I think it's just a team effort, really. I mean, that's the biggest thing that Coach Baker has emphasized this year. Uh, share the ball, move the ball, um, just be together as a team. And I think we've been able to do that. I think this weekend against St. FX will be a very um, big game for us, just seeing where our heads are at, if we're really ready to play playoff basketball and um, ready to grind out each and every possession and wanting to win there because at the Metro Center, you have to be able to grind and win every single hustle play if you want to be an AUS title. That's what Dallas done the last two years. They've been able to defend of course like they're not really like a lot of people have said they're not the most offensively talented team like they're not the most talented team but they buy in on one thing and that's defense so that's the biggest thing that we have to buy in and we've won we've won games that we've held teams to like 70 points like earlier this year we beat Dow, we beat Dow at Dow 66-63 like that's an AUS playoff basketball game and you you can win those you're in good shape but we just have to be very consistent on the defensive end and be able to execute offensively and stuff like that as well so we'll see we'll see this weekend's big for us it's a huge test for us but um i'm excited next weekend i'm excited it's been it's been a long time coming and uh, i know you're probably very very focused on next weekend and that's pretty much it but if you could indulge me for a moment where would you like to see your your basketball career take you professionally yeah is 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 that something you're thinking about or well anytime you, you're playing the game of basketball you want to play at the highest level so for me I want to play professionally whether that's in Europe whether that's maybe hopefully playing one day in the NBA who knows but um after I'm done here I would want to play professionally whether like in Europe for a couple of years and then see where else it goes like you want to you want to make money doing the things that you love right so for me that would be one of those goals and then I'll have a degree as well so like you can only play the game for so long so like hopefully if good health willing by god uh play till I'm like 40 39 keep myself in good shape so we'll see all right javon thank you very much thanks for having me um if you guys can make it we play saturday march i think that's the fourth or the fifth yeah, or something fourth. march 4th uh down in halifax at the metro center potentially at either 6 30 or 8 30 so if you guys can make the trip down that would be awesome we would all appreciate it go v reds v reds nation <laughs> javon masters out and that was Javon Masters of the UMB Varsity Reds. As you heard, they're going to the AUS playoffs, hoping to win the championship there and then move on to nationals. You can go out and cheer for them if you're in the Halifax area. I know I will be 
tough to keep me away from the sport. Any thoughts on what you heard? Get in touch. You can send me an email at canadascourtpodcast at gmail.com or you can send a tweet at Canada's Court. And of course, as always, tell your friends and family members and anyone who might be interested in basketball. You can also catch this video. You can see it in its live format. It was not, it is no longer live. It was live at one point on Facebook. Now it is a video that is viewable on our Facebook page. So you are also welcome to check that out. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening.